0: You are listening to the Morning Breath podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center.
1: All right, good morning. Hello, and uh, welcome to Morning Breath. I am Pastor Brian. I'm one of the staff pastors here at East Coast Christian Center, and it is our honor to host you as we get into the Word of God today. We uh, we believe the word of God will change your life, and that we get to do this together, reading the word and cracking it open and seeing what God would speak to us today is incredible. I do have a co-host in the uh, studio here with me today, Pastor Christian Hurston. How are you doing, my friend?
2: I'm doing awesome. Excited to be reading the Bible, doing morning breath, and getting to hang out with one of my favorite people. So it's a good day,
1: dude. May is almost done. Can you dude, believe it? Five it's months. Crazy. Five months. Come on. Twenty twenty one is school cooking. year's
2: wrapping up. We're getting almost halfway. We got a lot of you know fun stuff coming too. It's
1: great, yeah. Summer's almost here. Summer, maybe summer is here. If you're in Florida, you feel like it's summer. It's 90 degrees outside and humid, and uh, mosquitoes are in full effect. And uh, no CMs if you live, uh, you know, Merritt Island or north of the Barge Canal in Merritt Island. They'll pick you up and carry you away. Yeah, Yeah, they they they'll get you if uh, if you're sweet like me. They're gonna get you. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, we also have a, a engineer extraordinaire over here, Nick Clementson. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well.
2: Had a birthday this week. He's old now. Well, watch
1: out. Well, <laughs> how cool. how old are you? Like fourteen. Twenty two. <laughs> Let's go. Twenty two. He was singing it for us earlier this week, dude. This kid was old like, Swift. this kid was like eleven, like last year or something. He Playing just, drums. He, he grew up somehow. He doubled his age in a year. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah, it that cool. means that we're all getting old, I guess. It's we're, a part of we're it. growing up. We're growing up. Anyway, uh, we just wanted to say welcome to the show. Uh, would you tell them how to get connected to Morning Breath here, Pastor Christian?
2: Absolutely. The easiest way is on the East Coast app. You can get that on Apple or Google Play Store. Just search for East Coast app, and it's got a blue background with the white East Coast logo. You can also go to our website, which is ECCC.us. That's eCcc.us. You can go on there for any events, past sermons, morning breath episodes, our devotion guide, all of that. You can also follow us on social, on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Or if you prefer, you can call the church offices at 321-452-1060, and we'd be honored to either email or mail out a morning breath devotion guide, or honestly, anything you ever wanna know. We wanna get it to you.
1: Yeah, we want you to just really get in the Word of God in, yeah. in any way possible. That's yeah. why this is on a podcast. It's on the radio. It's on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, everywhere that we can go. We want to get the Word of God out. We want to get it out of just on pages, on a Bible, and out into the lives of people so that the world can see real God-honoring and... Uh, the Word changed people, right? Oh. And so as that happens, uh, I think there is a component of the goodness of God that leads men to repentance, that the, the goodness of what the Word of God can do in our lives will transform us, and when it transforms us, other people want what we got, and that's a good thing. We want, yeah. we want to give away what uh, God has done in us and. Uh, That's part of this generosity thing that we want to live out. But it's really just going, hey, let the Word transform you. It will. It's faithful to accomplish what it was sent to do, Scripture says. And so we want the Word to get in us. And uh, so we are in uh, Luke... 24 today. Yeah, Yeah, we're finishing before we up say the that, book of Luke. Let yeah. me uh, let me give it a little shout out. There's a couple things going on as a church here at East Coast Christian Center that we want to draw maybe your attention to or maybe talk talk to you just a little bit about and we recognize that uh that in seasons like this families can be busy, families can get rushed, families oh, yeah. can get, you know, into spaces that uh marriages can really get some pressure um, put on them and I know that over the last year and a half, two years uh, there's been a lot of pressure on marriage and family. And so we here at East Coast have started a marriage mentorship program. And what we would love to do is we would love the opportunity to help you grow in your marriage. And so basically what you could do is you could email marriage at ECCC.us and say, hey, I want to connect with that mentorship program. We have trained mentors that will help run an assessment um, on your marriage. It's actually a digital thing. We'll send it out to you. You and your spouse would uh, do it via email. You connect to the, uh, to the website, not East Coast website, an actual marriage tool that will ask you a bunch of questions. And those questions will help kind of paint some pictures of where you're at in marriage. It's a snapshot of that given day. And then we have mentors that would help walk you through some of the strengths areas and some of the weakness areas and some of the areas of your life that um, you want to grow in. And uh, we want to help you do that. And we recognize that marriage is the core of our community. Like if marriages are strong, families are strong. If families are strong, communities are strong. If communities are strong, you know there's incredible possibilities. Absolutely, the whole and nation's so impacted. If we world. could help you with that, email marriage at ECCC.us, and we will connect with you. We will get you set up, and uh, we'll identify a mentor to actually walk you down the road for a bit in your marriage and, uh, and celebrate your marriage and help you grow, and it's an honor to do that. And So if we could do that, we'd love to.
2: Yeah. quick plug for that is I think it's so valuable not to wait till your car is broke down on the side of the road before yeah. you decide to do some maintenance. Yeah. Is you can do this proactively. You may be in a strong marriage. Yeah. You know, I'm coming up on 18 years. I think you're kicking up 19. on tw- 19, yep. coming to 20. And we, we don't wait till the wheels are falling off before we're like, hey, let's make sure that things are healthy. Yep. Or if you are struggling with something, don't be afraid to get some help yep. too. There's value in that. The Bible says that there's wisdom in a multitude of counsel. So get some people around you yep. that wanna pour into you. Don't get a negative influence who's not in a marriage or falling apart. So yep. that's a free little plug there. Excited. We're also excited for you to get back to church with us. So we just wanna remind you, we've got live in-person services every weekend at all of our locations. You can go to the site for all those times and details. We have childcare and kids church at every service and every location for you too. And if you're not back at church yet, just because you're just not comfortable, like we understand for health reasons, if there's like a legit reason, but so many people are just out of the habit. Don't stay away because you think someone's going to make you feel uncomfortable. So we just want to say, welcome home. We're glad to have you back. Your life our lives are better, and your life will be better from being in community with others. So we look forward to seeing you back at church.
1: Let's do it. Let's go to church this come weekend. On. It's going to be incredible. Luke chapter 24. I have the New Living Translation. I'm not sure what you got. Yeah, there.
2: NLT. Come on. All right. I we'll like do, it.
1: We'll do it. And uh, you're going to get me started. I'm going to read through verse 27. Twenty, yep. Twenty-seven. You'll pick it up in 28.
2: Yep. All right, Sounds let's go. good. I must started. say
1: unto you, read, so. All right, but very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. They found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. So they went in, but they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. As they stood there puzzled, two men suddenly appeared to them, clothed in dazzling robes. The women were the women were terrified and bowed with their faces to the ground. Then the men asked, "Why are you looking? Why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He has risen from the dead. Remember." What he told you back in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and that he would rise again on the third day. Then they remembered that he had said this. So they rushed back from the tomb to tell his eleven disciples and everyone else what had happened. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and several other women who told the apostles what had happened. But the story sounded like nonsense to the men, so they didn't believe it. However, Peter jumped up and ran to the tomb to look. Stooping, he peered in and saw the empty linen wrappings. Then he went home again, wondering what had happened. That that same day, two of Jesus' followers were walking to the village of Emmaus, seven miles from Jerusalem. And as they walked along, they were talking about something that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things, Jesus himself suddenly came and began walking with them. But God kept them from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing so intently as you walk along? They stopped short. Sadness written uh, across their faces. Then one of them, Cleopas, replied, You must be the only person in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about all the things that have happened there the last few days. What things? Jesus asked. The things that happened to Jesus, the man of Nazareth, they said. He was a prophet who did powerful miracles, and he was a mighty teacher in the eyes of God and all the people. But But our leading priests and other religious leaders handed him over to be condemned to death, and they crucified him. We had hoped he was the Messiah who would come to, to rescue Israel. They all happened. This all happened three days ago. Then some women from our group of his followers were at his tomb early in the morning, and they came back with an amazing report. They said his body was missing, and they had seen angels who told them Jesus is alive. Some of our men ran out to see him, and sure enough, his body was gone, just as the women had said. And Jesus said to them, "'You foolish people!' You find it so hard to believe all that the prophets wrote in the scriptures. Wasn't it clearly predicted that the Messiah would not would have to suffer all these things before entering his glory? Then Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and all the prophets, explaining from all the scriptures the things concerning himself.
2: Verse 28. By this time they were near nearing Emmaus and the end of the journey. Jesus acted as if he were going on, but they begged him, stay the night with us since it's getting late. So he went home with them. As they sat to eat, he took the bread and blessed it. Then he broke it and gave it to them. Suddenly their eyes were open and they recognized him. And at that moment he disappeared. Mm -hmm. They said to each other, didn't our hearts burn within us as he talked with us on the road and explained the scriptures to us? And within the hour, they were on their way back to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven disciples and the others who had gathered with them, who said, The Lord is really risen. He appeared to Peter. Then the two from Emmaus told the story of how Jesus had appeared to them as they were walking along the road, and how they had recognized him as he was breaking the bread. And just as they were telling about it, Jesus himself was suddenly standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. But the whole group was startled and frightened, thinking they were seeing a ghost. "'Why are you frightened?' he asked. "'Why are your hearts filled with doubt? "'Look at my hands, look at my feet. "'You can see that it's really me. "'Touch me and make sure that I am not a ghost "'because ghosts don't have bodies, as you see that I do.' "'As he spoke, he showed them the hands, his hands and his feet. "'Still they stood there in disbelief, "'filled with joy and wonder. "'Then he asked them, "'Do you have anything here to eat?' "'They gave him a piece of broiled fish "'and he ate it as they watched.' Then he said, When I was with you before, I told you that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and in the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understanding the scripture. And he said, Yes, it was written long ago that the Messiah would suffer and die and rise from the dead on the third day. It was also written that this message would be proclaimed in the authority of his name to all the nations. Beginning in Jerusalem, there is forgiveness of sins for all who repent. You were witnesses of all these things, and now I will send the Holy Spirit, just as my Father promised, but stay here in the city until the Holy Scripture, the Holy Spirit comes and fulfills fills you with power from heaven. Then Jesus led them to Bethany and lifted his hands to heaven. He blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up to heaven. So they worshiped him and then returned to Jerusalem filled with great joy and they spent all of their time in the temple praising God.
1: Uh, Amen. Ah, pretty uh I mean this is an incredible part of yeah. our of our uh belief in, you know, who Jesus is. For so this sure. is if this whole chapter, if what we're reading here, if this the contents of this chapter did not occur, yeah. we don't have the savior that we have. Absolutely. We have some we have a good man who died and was a liar and was all sorts of things, yeah. right? But because of what we read here in this one chapter, and of course there's other you know renditions of this in the gospels. Yeah. But because of this occurrence and what we read in history, and we know history tells us that this has occurred, we stand and believe so much of who our Savior is that you know the resurrection, such a powerful moment. I actually, um, as I read this, I, I, I want to actually look at this maybe two verses, verse 5, it says, the women were terrified and bowed their faces this is when they come um, to the grave and they yeah. see that he's not there. It says that the men ask, why are you looking among the dead for someone who's alive? And then they, they, you know, he explains to them, hey, didn't he say you know, blah, yeah. blah, blah, all these things. Yeah, yeah. And then verse 8 says, then they remembered that he had said this. And I remember, I, I just think back and I go, you know, what are the things that I've heard God say that I've maybe just laid aside? Yeah, I forgot a little bit. What have I just sat down and it, I know that... It, that I've heard God say and I, I maybe wasn't obedient to or didn't you know fully trust or didn't think maybe was God. And maybe there's some value in picking those things back yeah. up and actually looking back again. And, you know, that happens every time I read Scripture. When I read the Word of God because I've read the the Scripture many times before, I would see something I'm like, oh, man, I forgot about that. Yeah. Or, hey, wow, I didn't see that before. And yeah. maybe there's something a little bit deeper that I could grasp that I didn't have before, just one more little piece or one more little twist that I go, oh. Yeah. Okay, because yeah. they're living with a guy. I mean, you think about three and a half years of ministry of Jesus' life. They're living, watching all this unfold, and we think it'd be so easy to recognize because we look back on yeah. it. You know, like what things in our lives when we look in the rearview mirror, do we recognize as you know? Oh so man, much differently. look at that! Yeah, your
2: 2020s You know, <laughs> yeah. hindsight.
1: We're looking back on all these things and going, "Hey, look what happened there." They're living, and it's all living out real time. Their yeah. savior, their savior, quote unquote, goes to the cross and is dead. And they're grieving oh, yeah. and freaking out because up. they're coming for us, too. If they'll take him out, they'll take us out potentially yeah. as well, right? And they go and they see this, and I just think, man, how many things have I read in Scripture or sensed God say or felt God say or know that God spoke even, like, like know that it was God? There's no question, but yet I haven't yet moved on that thing yeah. or haven't fully walked that out just yet and just need to be reminded. Yeah. Need to be reminded again to go. Okay. And that's honestly what this show is about is getting in the Word of God that it would remind you again that you see it for the first time. Yeah, it stirs things in you. And if the word's not stirring something in you, I would say don't run from it. It's not a bad thing. It's not going to happen. You're not going to have goosebumps and, you know, you know, whatever, every single day. You're not going to yeah. have this great revelation every day. But you know what? Be faithful to that and yeah. let the Word stir some stuff in there. And if it's not happening, you know what? Continue to be faithful because there's yeah. days coming where that's coming. It's yeah, coming. Yeah, for
2: sure. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God as you just keep digging and God will prove himself faithful. Yeah. It's funny you highlighted that because I had a similar kind of thought but in a different verse. So verse 15 and 16 that you read, it says, as they talked and discussed these things, Jesus himself, like in the flesh, suddenly came and began walking with them, but God kept them from recognizing him. And I think back to my life when God was clearly there and kept me safe and even kept me alive at times when I was acting the fool and could have potentially died, like... This is heartbreaking to think, but I was counting up the amount of friends that I've lost that were close friends as teenagers. And I thought the number was six, but as I was like, you know, mourning it a bit with another friend, he's like, no, man, it's at least nine. And he said, we could probably come up with more. And like, these were close friends that I've lost. And I think, how much was Jesus there, but I didn't recognize him and see. But now when I look back, I'm like, oh, I see where you protected me there. I see where you kept me there until my eyes could be opened enough to really surrender my life. And Jesus is always there with you. Like, this is a silly illustration that many of us have maybe seen like in a doctor's office is there's that that story of walking on the beach and the person felt like God wasn't with them. I only saw one set of footprints, but he's like, no, I was there, but I was carrying you. Like I was there the whole time. And I say it's silly, but that's impacting to me to think, he never leaves us nor forsakes us. Even the Bible says, even when we were in enmity with God, when we were raised fists saying, I don't want you in my life, he's
1: still there and wants to have a relationship. Yeah, you know there's a verse in Proverbs. I just looked it up actually, I'm reminded of it. Proverbs 25, 2. And it says in the uh, in the New King James, it says, It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. Yeah. But the glory of kings is to search out a matter. And you know, there's a there's a duty on us as believers to search these things out. You know. It's great when God shows us something. It's great when it's like, "Wow, I heard the audible voice," or "Wow," but I, I, I don't even know that I can count on one hand how many times that's happened in my lifetime of yeah. walking with Jesus for you know twenty-two years or something, yeah. right? Like, I actually have to search these things out, and that's yeah. again why we do what we do with reading the Word of God and let it speak to us is so that we could search it out, we can dig it out, and there is something to be excited about when this quote-unquote maybe hide-and-seek a little bit. God's not like, he's not ducking and dodging you, but there is certainly a piece of this that we need to actually dig a little bit. We need to go a little farther. more rewarding. You find that diamond in the ground or that gold,
2: it wasn't just sitting there on top of a rock, you know? Uh, You're going to dig it out and it's going to take pressure and it's going to take some things to make it beautiful. No,
1: it's certainly easier to do things um, when we do it in line with the will of God. It's like you can read the instruction manual and do it right or you can fight through and strive through and wrestle through Hard knocks too, yeah. like oh, certainly. But it feels a lot better when you're like, "Yeah, I did that. Look what I found," you know. Yeah. And I think there's some joy in God walking with us yeah. and actually discovering these things in our walk with Christ. Like yep. we get to discover, we get to mine these things out, and we get to actually buy the truth in. It's not somebody else spoon feeding yeah. us. It's not you know. And we we talk about coming to church. It is valuable to be a part of a community of believers in person, side by side, along people because you can get fed, quote unquote. Yeah. But you also, I. I'm not here on Sunday morning to get fed. I'm here yeah. to actually pour out. I'm here pour to encourage and to yeah. to build up. And so are you out there. Like, just it's not just a pastor's job to pour out. You have on a Sunday higher morning. calling. Than we, you as yeah. the body of Christ, get to encourage one another, yeah. build each other up, and that value is just hard to, hard to pass up on. You know, like it's really such a valuable tool that I think we can we can get so isolated and so concerned about. You know ourselves that we we forget that hey you know there's something that happens when we do this together yeah. and when we do something together and we figure something out together and we grow in something together man we can go farther together than we could ever do apart absolutely yeah we're called to equip the Saints and you know talking about church again because you know I love being
2: here is there's what you get from the message which can often be just like on the surface yeah. but sometimes it's what God speaks to me that environment and maybe it could happen somewhere else but the Bible talks a lot about you know, being in the house of God yeah. and what happens like it's those moments of worship we do a night of worship once a month, and I have spent time on my face during worship, literally just tuning everything out and had God speak to me about stuff that I'll remember the rest of my life. Like, those are precious holy moments that I'm going to have, but it's going to be surrounded by believers. So be a part of that. That's a big deal. And here, I like this too, is we talk about Peter running. Now, you'll notice in Luke, this is the physician who's pretty like detailed. He just talks about Peter running, but there is another gospel we'll get to. Why are you into running? And and, and this other, this other writer says, Hey, and the other disciple ran faster than Peter. Like he had to make sure he put that jab in there. Like we both ran. And by the way, I won, (laughs) but I like that he was running to Jesus and he was running hard after him. There's so many things in life that we can run after. And I was sharing with someone last night, a younger person, you know, in their early twenties about some of the challenges I've had in life because I can be very passionate is just things that distract me along the way. And, you know, running is one of those is if I let it, it could consume me to where I would run seven days a week or way too many hours, or just my thoughts would be consumed in that. Or you and I would did triathlon for years and it was fun, but it was consuming. Part-time
1: job almost. It had
2: my brain. Yeah. Yeah. Way too many hours, way too much of my passion to where I'm not condemning anybody for hobbies. Hobbies are great. They keep us balanced at times, but I'm going to run Run after Jesus and not just run after things of the world that don't really have an eternal reward.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I also I want to jump down another verse. I I like the idea of running to Jesus. I think that there's no there's no better place to run to. If you're going to run to something, let's run to Jesus because we run to all sorts of things, right? Um, let's look at thirty five. It says then the two from Emmaus told their story of how Jesus had appeared to them as they were walking along the road and how they had recognized him as he was breaking the bread. You know, there's there's things that God has spoken to you that would encourage somebody else. Yeah, and. A, a huge part of, I mean, scripture says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb, which is Jesus' blood and his death for us and the yep. word of our testimony. Yeah. We need to share the things that God Absolutely. has done, that God has spoken to us. You've seen God break through in your life. You've been healed. You've been set free. You've been blessed financially. You've been walked through the shadow of the valley of death. Like you've walked through some stuff and you've come out the other side, you know, yep. like you need to be telling people, talk to people about these things. Like Imagine if they didn't tell their story. Hey, they walked with Jesus, and He revealed stuff to them. He broke bread with them, and yeah. they just—that was for us. Yeah, let
2: we'll just, just keep this me. to ourselves. Yeah. Just for me. That's Put good. this away. That's good. I remember
1: up. years ago, I was talking to somebody um, here in our church, and um, they they had had some pretty radical experiences with God. And I was like, man, I don't want to miss that stuff. Like, yeah. help me. Like, help me see. Like, tell me about it. Like, don't hold back. Come yeah. on, give it to me. Like, yeah. I want it. Like, I want to know. I want to be hungry. I want to be learning. I we I was telling you about marriage mentorship earlier. You know, before the show here, really in, in the little announcement section, there is. You know what? I want to grow in my marriage. If there's something I'm missing as a dad, I want to know. Like, yeah. like, please, if you're a great dad out there, help me. Send me an email. And go, hey, this is a great dad nugget. I yeah. would love to. know. My email, be more at eccc.us. Yeah. I want to learn. Right? Yeah. If, if it's a marriage nugget, I want to learn. If it's a if it was a triathlon nugget, if it yeah. was a I'm saying nugget. If it's any little thing, he I wanna know wisdom. how yeah. much more so when you've heard from God, you've seen God do this, yeah. you have a you have an insight out of the word of God that you're like, dude, look at this, check this out. Yeah. That's why we do life together. Yeah, iron like, sharpens
2: iron. We, is we're going to be able to hold each other up, and you know,
1: I, I joke around about Nick being you know doubling his age in the last year. Like I've walked through life a bit with Absolutely. Nick. Like I, I've seen Nick grow. I've seen him flourish. I've seen him now get married, and like it won't be long. He'll be having babies and yeah. kids. And dude, good look out, right? Caleb, like Caleb like will have the
2: babies, the, but yeah, well,
1: somebody will. Yeah, it, it's going to be like, dude, like. This process of watching people yeah. grow and seeing what God does and testimonies and, you know, the stories of what God has done in our lives. If we don't tell those stories, yeah. if I mean, imagine if we have the Bible because somebody told the story. Somebody sat down and back. wrote it out, right, yeah. for us. We get to grow How much it. more so? We have a duty to the next generation, to the generation beside us. There are some of you who have been walking with the Lord for a really long time we need what you have. I'm 44. You've been walking with God maybe that many years. I want to grow. I need that. We need that. Let's be the body that actually encourages one another and we can grow together. We're going to go to a break. We'll be right back.
0: You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts.
1: All right, let me uh, let me just close it out with just one more one more thought. It's uh, literally uh, towards the end of the chapter. Verse forty nine says, "Now I will send the Holy Spirit, just as my Father promised." But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. Yep. You know what? If if you're not walking in power today in the, by the Spirit of God, you know what? Ask. God wants to give you that that gift to be able to be empowered. Like He said this to disciples: like, stay here, don't go out there, don't go fight this fight without the power of the Holy Spirit. You need that power. You need those abilities beyond your own. We need more than what we have to offer. We need that. Be hungry for that. Scripture says, "If you hunger and thirst for righteousness, you'll be filled." It's a God honoring. It is a it is a thing that God wants to do for you. He wants to give you incredible. Power to overcome, right? And not just kind of get beat around in this life, but to overcome and to win this thing that we call life. And so, if that's in your marriage, if that's in your family, if that's in your finances, if that's in your workplace, you need the power of the Holy Spirit to overcome. Amen. You wouldn't know who I am. You wouldn't know who Pastor Christian is. You would not know the name of Nick over here. We wouldn't be who we are without the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm dependent on that like to do this radio show to actually breathe on like to discover things in the word of god together we need the power and the just the presence of the holy spirit so be hungry for that don't don't go hey that's that weird thing over there no this is a hunger and we can have it and it's a good stuff and
2: it's not a sunday morning thing it's an everyday thing it's something i start my day with and i need god to be a part of it throughout every single aspect of my life and my day well thanks for being a part of the radio program with us today it's blessed to be able to read the word with you Pastor Brian and excited to be able to get back into it next time we'll talk to you all next time
1: alright get in church of God's choice see you soon
0: we hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast if you did we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend to follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts events and more download the East Coast app It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.